we all have our traditions as we head into this Christmas season. Ways that we gather with our family, unique celebrations that we're so excited to be able to partake in. Well, for our friend Deacon Justin, he's on Christmas break there in Rome, but he's got some bigger plans and preparations underway. Joining me this morning, all the way from his dormitory in the Eternal City, our good friend Deacon Justin. Good morning and good evening, Deacon. Yeah, buongiorno and buonasera. So we are, at the time that we are recording this, we're figuring out you are nine hours ahead of us and you are there in Rome. Give us a little bit of a feel of what it's like to be at these end days of Advent, entering into the Christmas city there in Rome. What is it like there? Yeah, it's crazy how we're already, I mean, we're already in Advent and uh, well into Advent and Christmas is literally less than a week away um it's really great because uh, well because in italy they don't have you know in this in the states we have sort of a we have plenty of time to prepare because you have halloween then you have thanksgiving and then you have all the decorations that come out but for italy because they don't have thanksgiving right after halloween once it's in november boom the lights go up all over the place rome is starting to light up um so during the month of november when you're walking to class you see them the italians like outside their coffee shops and stores putting up the lights. So um, by December, when I'm walking the class, now you see all the lights that are up, the Christmas decorations. Um, it's really beautiful. The city just really, really lights up. It's, I mean, it's just like it's in the US, Christmas is huge in Italy, especially in Rome. Uh, in particular, uh, in, in the Vatican every year, uh, in St. Peter's Square, they always have a special, uh, and it looks different every year, but a special nativity scene. Um, and different people contributed to it. The people who set it up, it, it varies each year. So I've seen, I've seen some kind of like, you know, funny looking ones. And I've also seen like this year, it's actually a very beautiful nativity scene. It's, um, it's, it's, it's inspired by St. Francis of Assisi. So it's a, it's a nativity scene, as you'd see with Mary and Joseph and the animals, but you have also other fig figures there that are Franciscans. And it's modeled after a nativity scene in another part of Italy where uh, Francis, St. Francis did a lot of work. So it's very, it's a very beautiful, and it makes sense, you know, during the papacy of, Pope Francis. Um, other than that, uh, lights in the city, the, the nativity scene. Um, here at the North American College, uh, every hall in the dorm, we all decorate our hall in different styles. Uh, we have a big Christmas party at the end before break, before everyone leaves for vacation. Um, our, our refectory or our cafeteria has a big Christmas tree that the, the new year, the, the, the first year guys, the tradition there is they decorate it. So after dinner one night, we break up, uh, they break up the hot chocolate and they just decorate the tree. Um, it's just a really great time. And even we have lights on our building that say Buon Natale, Merry Christmas. Uh, so it's just, um, it just, it just like kind of in the US, it's just in, just in an Italian way, it, it puts you in a very festive mood. Dake and Justin, when you headed back for your school year and for you, your graduation, you are, are entering this kind of last year of seminary and preparing for your ordination. Were there some, did it take a little while to get back into the groove after having spent the year there at Christ the King? Or do you feel like you were ready to get back and to really prepare for your ordination through this year? Yeah, so it was, uh, it was I mean, it was very hard to leave the parish, which I've been told it's a very good sign for your vocation. Um, but you know, I was, I was, I was, it was very bittersweet to say goodbye, but I knew, Hey, I, I have to go, I have to go back to seminary. As one senior side told me it was obedience that took you to Christ the King and obedience is going to call you back, uh, to Rome, uh, and to seminary. 
but um and and coming back it was a little different because even though I'm one of I'm the senior seminarian basically the, the deacon class is like the seniors but when you come back it's I've been gone for a year or so half the house is new the first and second year guys I don't really know outside the Portland guys so it was I tried to do my best to get to know them um get to you know really um introduce myself hey I'm Deacon Justin from Portland I was gone for a year but you know what, what's your name where are you from um half the faculty was also new uh so it was just a lot of a lot of new faces so it was a different transition but um but I had friends who were also on pastoral year from my original class who stayed with me so that made the transition uh easier when they came back too um and then the transition going back to class was a little tough because it's like oh I was in a in a parish for a year and I was learning it was just different it was outside of the academic environment but uh I remember it was that was probably the craziest transition was being back in the classroom with lectures and papers to write and final exams after Christmas break. So it's just like, whoa, this is OK. We're back. We're back in the swing of things. And then on top of that, you have when you're a deacon, you have, OK, I have to prepare for priestly ordination. Yeah, speaking of priestly formation, now many people, especially kids who are in high school and college, they look through their four years of, of their education and culminates in graduation. Now, this is the culmination of many more years of education, and you're not going to graduate. You will be ordained, and you are making those preparations now. Kind of what are some of the ways that you're beginning to look towards that day when you'll be back here in the Archdiocese of Portland with Archbishop Sample, surrounded by your friends and family, preparing for ordination? Yeah, it's funny. When I was when I was leaving Christ the King, one of the uh, parishioners uh, was kind enough. Uh, this parishioner gave me a, uh, a couple gifts. One of them was a, was a book to read that I really enjoyed, but it was also um, uh, this person gave me a card. And it said, uh, Father Justin on there. Uh, th this person knew I was Deacon Justin. They said, you know, Deacon Justin doesn't quite fit. I can't wait for you to be Father Justin. So that was, I think, the first time for me where I was like, okay, this is the reality very soon. Um, yeah, it's just been, I mean, it's it's um, coming back to Rome. I mean, you had like the logistical preparations. So um, you had, you know, as soon as we got back, my friends and I went to a place called Gamarelli to go get our vestments customized, oh, to get ready, yes. the chasubles. Uh, so it was like funny putting it on. And you're like, wow, I look like a priest. <laughs> and then we also have practice chapels in the seminary here. So they encourage the deacons do do practice mass. And it has a like that has a, it's a chapel with a big mirror. So you can actually see yourself what you look like and you can record yourself if you want to chant. So you just you have these physical signs that remind you that this is not forever. This is coming. This is what you're going to look like and sound like as a priest. Um, and of course, again, more fun things like, you know, I, I bought a travel mask kit, a small little backpack with a little like kind of a mini mask kit when I want to travel as a priest and celebrate mass. If I can't at a church, like in an Airbnb or a hotel room, um, getting a chalice customized um, because then we, you bring the chalice back and Archbishop sample will consecrate it uh, when you present it to him um, as you know, our, our, our spiritual father. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I look forward to, to, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I look forward to working with Archbishop um, as a, as a priest, but also as a spiritual son. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny right now. I, um, there's this, this interesting question that's going around the internet right now among young men. It's, it's a little silly, but uh, that I stumbled across one time that um, where men are being asked, how often do you think about the Roman empire? Exactly. There's yes. like this, this internet. So if you turn that turn that question and just ask, how often do you think about ordination? I guarantee you all the deacons here, especially myself, would tell you, yeah, every day. Like every you think day. about 
the ordination mass, the first mass, which is the next day, and what that's going to look like, and the reception and the emotions, even though, you know, a good friend of mine, Father Randy Huang, told me it's going to be like, he basically told me like, you just wait, it's going to be crazy um, and very emotional. <laughs> There's going to be tears, I know, but a lot of excitement, a lot of joy and a lot of gratitude for this whole journey. Oh, well, we are just so grateful to be able to walk with you just a little ways on this journey. And Deacon Justin, I can't imagine a better place other than with our families this holiday season than to be there in Rome. It's been wonderful to talk with you. And there's so much more I want to know about what's happening, especially as you move into these final months uh, before your ordination. I'm coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Yeah, sounds great. And I am back with Deacon Justin Echeverria. Deacon Justin is joining us all the way from the beautiful eternal city of Rome. He's joining us to talk a little bit about how they're celebrating Christmas in Rome and also what's coming up for him as he heads into these final months before his ordination. Deacon Justin, thanks so much for staying with me today. Yeah, it's always great to be here here at Mater Day Radio. It seems like every day somebody else is bringing something sweet for us to eat and thanking us. There in Rome during this time of year, is there any special traditional foods that the bakeries all have or that is that is that kind of goes around that only happens in Italy during Christmas season? That's a good question. I'll have to do, I'll have to actually do some digging on there. I know there's uh there's special uh like sweet bread called uh I think it's called panacote. Uh, kind of like, oh, like a fruit like cake. cake. It's kind of like the Italian sure. version. Um, to be to be honest, if you want to get good pastry, you go to France, not Italy. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, that yeah, but I mean, but you'll have, I mean, you but you also have because Rome, especially, is more of an international city now. You'll still find it's easy to find hot chocolate and and candy canes and and uh, just a lot and cookies. You know, a lot of sweets. Um, but it's just it's it's it's. It's great being here, I will say, but it's, you know, I, I do miss home and I and I oh. can't wait to finally have another Christmas at home when that, and that'll, that time will come soon. Oh, no doubt. And in that time that you've been back in Rome for this uh, academic year, have you had an opportunity to attend mass with Pope Francis or any of his Angelus addresses or Wednesday audiences? Yes, I um, unfortunately, because I'll be gone. Uh, I won't have the opportunity. Some some guys could sign up to Deacon Mass, Christmas Eve Mass with him, uh, with Pope Francis. So some of my friends are actually going to be doing that, uh, the guys who stay in Rome during, mm. during um, uh, Christmas. But when I did get back, I um, I did go to a Wednesday audience uh, with the with the soon-to-be guys getting ordained deacons. And Pope Francis did come up to us. It was, it was different this time because he's older and he was in a wheelchair. Um, but you know, he had his smile and he came to our group. We had a big uh, group photo with him and he just kept saying, pray for me and, and broken English, but you know, pray for me, pray for me. And you know, it's, it's always, it's always, a, a it's always a gift to be able to get so close to him because then you mm. get to see the human side of him and the cross that he carries. That is the papacy. I mean, but, um, yeah, it was, it was great to be, at least have that opportunity. And actually funny enough, um, I brought a few artifacts from fr that friends had given me back at Christ the King that were blessed by Pope Francis. Oh, uh, funny enough, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, I think uh, one of the kids, one of the families at Christ the King, they have uh, this little. Uh, they made their own like currency in their family, 
like this money that like when the kids are good, they get these little like kind of like a like a ticket at a car at a carnival or something like in Catholic grade school. So like you get this kind of money. And uh, when you rack up enough enough of these these like bills, you get a special prize. So uh, the the daughter of, of this family, when I was visiting them uh, to their their brother, the youngest brother got baptized. Uh, their daughter gave me it. She's in third grade at Christ the King. And she said, can you give this to Pope Francis? It's just like a little, it was like a little like paper money with the family's name on there. And um, I brought it with me to the audience. I couldn't give it to Pope Francis, but oh. he did bless us and all the things we had. So I have it with me still. Oh. Um, and I did, I did text the mom saying, Hey, this was actually bringing this back to you. So I'll, I'll bring it back to you when I come back to Oregon. But this was blessed by Pope Francis. This is a special one. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, yeah. So that's, 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 that's perfect. Pope Francis so far. <laughs> well, enjoy this wonderful time of year. You're going to have a little bit of travel for your Christmas break. And then when you get through the year, what do you have coming up then in these last few months uh, before your ordination? What kinds of things will you be studying and working on there at school? Sure. So when we get back from break, we'll have basically two weeks of the semester left, and then we go into uh, the finals, final exams. Um, and then once, uh, and then uh, at the end of that period, Archbishop Sample will actually be uh, coming to Rome to travel with the Portland guys. We do a we we travel specifically as a diocese every year after finals, and it's a newer tradition that Archbishop joins us. So. Um, we're planning to go with him to Lisieux, France, mm. to see Saint Therese, um, and then after that, uh, so it'd be great to you know get to spend time with our spiritual father. Um, after that, we then continue the second semester um, and Lent. And the last thing I have to prepare for priesthood is uh, during Holy Week, the deacons have what's called a canonical retreat. So we we are we are um, in canon law, the law of the church. We uh, uh, a, cler a clergyman, uh, the deacons and priests are asked to take a, a retreat every year, which is good. You, you retreat from the world, pray, spend time to kind of re refocus and um, in the spiritual life. Uh, but this one is specifically catered towards preparing for the priesthood, uh, which I'm which, again, it's in March. And by that by that time, you're like, OK, three months left. Mm -hmm. I mean, and even actually. As of now, it's uh, 185 days. <laughs> Who's 100? counting? Okay, um, no, not you. You're not counting at all. I can understand that. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's what's coming down. And then basically we finish the semester and then guys leave to get ordained. We, mm. we, we, um, we come back next year, but it's, we're coming back to you as priests. And um, it, so it'll be great. It'll be, I'm excited for it. And, and again, I, I mentioned a few times, but it'll be cool to have two other uh, brothers being ordained with me in the cathedral that day, um, a deacon, deacons Brent Dershman and James Ladd. Uh, and I, I just ask that anyone who's listening, uh, pray for them too. They're, they're, they're good men and good brothers. Oh, and we will continue to keep you also in our prayers. Deacon Justin Echeverria with us today. Thank you so much. Deacon Justin, before we go today, during this Advent season, as we lead into Christmas, will you end us in a prayer and your deacon's blessing? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to gather together, to continue working in the mission that is the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, that began when Jesus commissioned his apostles, which wouldn't have happened without a very important event in human history, the Incarnation. When your mother said yes to be 
to be your mother when she carried you and gave birth to you in a stable because you are the humble Lord and you teach us to be humble every single day. I ask that you bless every person who's listening. Fill us with the graces that we need, especially the grace of joy and gratitude and peace in the coming Christmas days. And we ask all this through the intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us, sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Prayers for you, Deacon Justin. Thank you so very much for joining us today. Thank you. It was my pleasure.